0: It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at nine600 And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Upfront program for this uh, Thursday morning. I'm Roger Bouchard, here every Thursday, and uh, so is Christopher Boulay. And I'm glad he is here. Hello, Chris. How you doing over there?
1: Good morning, Roger. Good morning, listeners. I brought a lot of notes with me, too, because there's so many things to talk about. Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, they've been piling up. However, we, on the other hand, even though we have a lot of things to talk about, uh, do encourage your uh, participation in the program at 7690600. It is a talk show. After all, if you're going to call it a talk show, I guess we're going to talk, right? And we will. Uh, the uh, fire chief has asked us to uh, plug an event and, um, you know, it's, it's funny, Chris. Um, uh, six weeks ago, I mean, getting a shot, a vaccination shot, was like a major event. You had to, like, go online or be on a telephone call for a half hour and 45 minutes. This coming Saturday at Sears, the former Sears store, you just walk in. <laughs> I want a shot. Oh, well, we take take a few um, pieces of information, and then you get your uh, vaccination. And remember six weeks ago you had to be like 75, you had to be practically 75 to 100 years old or something. 16 and older. This is where we are right now. That's a, this whole thing this public service announcement is subject to commentary beyond the announcement, but we'll just do the announcement for now. 16 and over, free vaccination shots. this Saturday, 9 a.m to noon. Sears um, location on Diamond Hill Road. No appointment necessary. Walk-in available. They will sign people up uh, on the spot to get the vaccine. End of public service announcement. (laughs) Did you ever think
1: you'd hear that? Well, I I feel bad because uh, the the lack of demand. So I've actually had all three done. I've had Pfizer, Moderna, and J&J. And I'm just going to keep rotating.
0: Right. One in one arm, one in another arm, and another somewhere else. (laughs) Now, we have callers waiting, but give us a topic that's on your uh, topic list this morning. I've got to see what rises... uh, to the cream, remember when the no are, are you old enough to remember when the cream was on top of the milk bottle?
1: absolutely, yes, what is there um, well, I was going to talk a little bit about the market, but we can talk about that any time <coughs> in the show, but I did want to point out, and it was on coverage with uh, the the um, national news that you do, and it says the United States backs the patent waiver for the coronavirus vaccines yeah. setting global demand crisis, and uh, very interesting because uh, It wasn't that long ago when I looked up the date, I was almost positive. It was November 9th of 2020 that Pfizer announced 90% plus efficacy on their drug. And uh, I always felt at the time, and I still feel now, that Pfizer easily could have done that before the election. And I think it would have swung the election because it was tremendous news. The market responded and um, said, look, you know, we we have a vaccine and uh, it's doing unbelievably well. And it was based on the president, uh, Project Warp Speed. But Pfizer, for whatever reason, decided to announce it after uh, the presidential election. Mm -hmm. So here now, the Biden administration received a gift, in my opinion, from Moderna, J&J, and Pfizer uh, by holding off on the announcement until after the election. And now the Biden administration wants to take away their patent protection. So... It doesn't require a lot of deep thinking by me or anyone else to say, what the hell happens when we have another one of these? Are you going to be able to pull together the power of the uh, U.S. economy and and our ingenuity to take care of this? When, in fact, that um, as soon as the Biden administration has a chance to uh, screw over these companies, uh, they're doing it. So I don't understand it. The the philosophy, I I think, is wrong. And... um, Maybe these companies are going to be compensated in some way, and I don't know about it, but the uh, price of the stocks is going down, so if there's something um, that I don't know, the general market doesn't know it either.
0: Maybe you'll figure it out
1: by the end of the show. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe not. We do have commercials where I can. uh, (laughs) I'm working. You know, you're selling ads and I'm still working here. Okay. We
0: are going to take a couple of calls. Yeah, you're on the upfront program. You're on WNRI. (laughs) Let's see what people have on their mind. Hello there. Thanks for your call. Oh,
2: thanks for taking my call. Good morning, Chris and Roger. I'll be very brief. Okay. Because I want to listen to what Chris has to say. But I hope I misunderstood you this morning, Roger. How many. Cases did we have in Woonsocket last week. Uh, let me uh,
1: reach back here. Was it both of them?
0: <laughs> I threw it in the trash already. <laughs> oh. Um, not that many. Um, but I can't find the uh, the paperwork right now. Oh,
2: that's, that's right. If you find it,
0: you yeah. know, just yeah. I'll it. repeat it again in, in a few minutes. Yeah.
2: I hope I misunderstood you. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: All right. I'll uh, I'll get that uh, paperwork out as soon as I can find it. I I brought it um, somewhere.
1: Well, had had I heard what you said, I could comment on it. But yep. uh, obviously, they're getting fewer and fewer, and uh, yep. you know, they're the uh, the vaccination and herd immunity is kicking in. What I usually do is uh, the Providence Journal Weekly publishes a. City by city
0: uh, report of the number of cases reported positive in that community and then the total number of cases that's been reported since the beginning of the uh, of the population. And I think that what might have confused her is that I gave the current number of cases, which was relatively about the same as usual. And then I gave the total number of cases, which has been over 50, I think over 5,500 positive cases you know when you test positive that means you tested positive that doesn't mean you get sick a uh, whole bunch of people test positive they don't have a symptom um or they have one or two symptoms but uh they don't uh, have anything uh that's uh, putting them in bed or something like that.
1: Anyway, I'll get those numbers for you. When do you, when do you think that's, that's going to peter out? I mean, obviously, since March of last year, the, the cases have gone up, 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 and then they've gone down, down, down. Mm-hmm. When do you think we'll be back to a, a, a sense of normalcy where nobody cares because it's, it's like, uh, you know, in Woonsocket, 41,450 people, and uh, 28 of them have the flu? Mm-hmm. When do you think we we'll are happy there?
0: So this is May 6th. Last week, I had a day where we had no coronavirus deaths. Yesterday, we have reported one. Hospitalizations continue. I do this every day. It continues to drop down. People on ventilators seem to be less and less. So, near. So, you want my prediction? You've asked for a prediction. I'm looking at May 6th here. I'm saying 1st um, of July. I think uh, it'll be uh, a story of... Of significance but not as great like for instance uh chris this is thursday and a month ago every morning monday through friday the top story was coronavirus uh there have been four news mornings this week and uh, two of them uh the the corona story was like fourth or fifth in the lineup so i think that's an indication too of uh, how things uh are going let's grab another call here hello your comment please
3: good morning, guys. Good morning. morning. Hi. Uh, Hi, Uh, Roger. Yes. When you see Barbara, please tell her my wife loves her new house.
0: Oh, yes, Uh, Barbara, we're talking about Barbara's place. Her house burnt down about a year and a half ago. They're building a new house uh, back in the same location in Boroughville, up uh, going between um, uh, 102 and Harrisville, and it's looking good, right?
3: Oh, yeah, my wife loves it. She says it's really gorgeous. I'll
0: tell her tomorrow morning when I see her.
3: You know, she likes it more than my house.
1: I don't mm-hmm. know. So, well, good. Yeah, be careful.
3: <laughs> uh, Chris.
1: Yes. Good morning.
3: Good morning, um, Maria Pacharoma. Yes. Show on Sunday mornings. Last Sunday, she had on some experts, and they were saying that. Now, I don't know if this is true. That's why I'm calling to ask you. I, I think it is. They were supposedly, supposedly ex- experts. Um, in the upcoming January. Uh, this is coming January 2022. She said and they agreed that in the FISA bill that was passed this year, there is a stipulation that all of the pension funds and all the different states are going to be forced to invest approximately 30 percent into the bonds that are being held by the Federal Reserve. Yeah, you heard anything
1: like that I, I haven't heard anything like that and I don't know why they would do that because the, the you the uh, the federal government and the Federal Reserve can buy bonds any anytime they want basically they construct money by doing that that's how they handle the money supply so therefore interest rates are artificially low because the Federal Reserve can step in and buy. Federal bonds, corporate bonds, basically any bonds they want to buy. So I don't, haven't heard that. Uh, okay. Well, she, she, she's she's a she's a very reliable source. She's been around for 25 years, and her credibility is very high.
3: Yeah, that's why I like her. And she, according to the experts that are on her program, they said that this is part of paying back the indebtedness of the federal government with all these trillions of dollars that we've been borrowing. It'll, you know, been printed out. Well, actually, the Federal Reserve's been. Been borrowing, been giving to us, and she said this is a way of paying back the Federal Reserve because the five largest banks that control the Reserve are looking at this and they're seeing that uh, they're going to see some inflation coming, and that this is going to be one way of paying them
1: back. I I, I don't know. I, you know, you've you've uh, I, I, you've got I, I, you've I, I, brought I my attention, by. but as you probably know, when the, when when the U.S. government puts out debt. And they they want to put it out to market right now. the demand is usually almost three to one it 's like two point seven five to one so right now, um, if you wanted to get you know u s debt, uh, there are companies out there who specialize in like cancer Fitzgerald and things like that that 's about you know mostly what they do and they 'll buy u s debt and usually the demand is almost three times as much as the supply so on the face value of that it seems like a very extreme thing that i don't think would make any sense and then what would happen is if they have to put their money into a treasury like right now you know, UBS isn't the only one. We're not thrilled with U.S. Treasuries because the rates are really, really low. So That's therefore, correct. therefore, you're going to create a pension crisis problem by forcing them to invest in um, things that they weren't want to do. I was actually talking to the Treasurer's Office last week and they have this crisis protection program which has worked really well and they may take their emphasis off of that because the bang for your buck of U.S. Treasuries is being diminished by the low interest rate. So I'm going to look that up um, uh, from a from a credibility standpoint, uh, Battarmo's got a lot of credibility, but that doesn 't mean it always goes to her guest but i, I will look it up and I think I 'm back on next Tuesday and i 'll do some research, but my gut reaction says that that 's draconian and and more importantly uh, completely unnecessary
3: I, I thought it was ridiculous you know when I heard the the comments on it, and I said that just it sounds it just sounds ridiculous because it would destroy. The pension fund, well, wouldn't destroy them, but it sure as heck wouldn't help the pension funds, especially, if they, to me, it's doing it backwards, but, you know, that's what they were talking about, so I figured I'd ask you
1: to you, look it up. Do, you, do you know Maria's uh, nickname over 20 years? It's like the best finance nickname you could possibly have?
3: No.
1: The, the Money Honey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> money
3: money
1: yeah that was uh that's her nickname it kind of stuck with her she's been around since the late 90s she was on cnbc and now she's branched off to do politics she's close to president trump gets him on once in a while very uh conservative and very very sharp lady
3: she is and she questioned the guests that were on and they said oh yeah no this is in the defies the bill that this is going to happen and she questioned it twice that's
1: why I thought maybe I'd ask you to see if you know you know anything about it. And, and you know, it's so draconian. I'm I'm getting more faith in the in the Senate because of Manchin from uh, from West Virginia. He's he's a Democrat in name only, and if they want to work around the filibuster, they need his vote and. Somebody like him—he just makes a lot of sense. He reminds me of Kennedy from uh, from Louisiana, just a smart Southern gentleman. And I—I um, I, I don't think this would pass muster. So if it's getting attention, they haven't buried it. I think the chances of it in the bill, I think, are, are very low, and I think the chances of it getting passed are basically zero. All right.
3: Well, you don't forget cinema. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, don't forget cinema with Manchin. As far as Manchin, senator cinema. She, she goes along with almost everything. Manchin goes.
1: Yeah, that yeah. That, that I guess I guess there's a, there's a great correlation there. Yes, it, it just gives you faith. And like this whole infrastructure bill, Manchin you know, doesn't want to ram. Then he goes, I want the other side of the aisle. And and he's, you know, I haven't vetted him. He hasn't run for president or anything like that. But he's he's a great politician and, and a great American. He did
3: say he'd accept 25 percent increase though, in in the tax. From twenty eight, but he said from twenty eight. They want to go from twenty one to twenty
1: eight. He said he'll take twenty five. I wouldn't I, I don't like it, but I'll leave you with this. It's it's not gonna it's not gonna wipe out the stock market in my opinion. It's it's no, something you know, it's it's something that uh, I, I think would be palatable. Yeah, well, you have
3: to do what you know you gotta do what you gotta do as they
1: say. You know? Yeah, thanks, thanks thanks for the call for as always. Uh, thanks for the time. All right. We have another caller waiting,
0: but uh, another topic, uh, Chris. So we know at least uh, what's on your mind this morning. Yeah,
1: yeah, just talking about the the market. The I think the Dow. Reached another all-time high. It's over thirty-four thousand, and I've been at this uh, a long time. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Dow forty thousand w- was uh, was folly. That was predicted by Harry Dent. I think it was around two thousand. Mm-hmm. The, the the Dow must have been around you know, four or five thousand at that point, and he and he predicted Dow forty thousand. And we're only eighteen percent from that. And it's it's not that great a prediction in the sense that you just compound. The Dow was at twenty-nine in nineteen twenty-eight. So you do the math. The use compound is six, seven, eight, nine percent, and you'll get there. But interestingly enough, we're at thirty-four thousand. The stock market's doing tremendously well, and um, we're eighteen percent from forty thousand. Not saying we're going to get there, but I just wanted to observe that and say um, the the, um, miracle of compounding interest is uh, something to behold.
0: And to our first caller, I uh, did my little research. Uh, She wanted; she thought that (laughs) the numbers uh, were a little bit out of sync for COVID-19 in, in Woonsocket when I read them in the newscast. And, and they are pretty much in line with what they've always been. Woonsocket numbers last week, 111 uh, positive uh, cases. Now, positive cases, again, like I explained a few minutes ago, you test positive, you're not necessarily sick, you're not necessarily uh, in the hospital. Um, there's a whole bunch of things, 111 Pretty normal. For instance, Smithfield, which is even smaller than Woonsocket population, they had 92 last week, and Woonsocket's cumulative numbers, 5522 since March of 2020, and that's week after week. That's over like 80 weeks counting. So uh, I hope that puts those numbers into perspective, and I know that our caller, uh, you know, is a Central Falls, Pawtucket lady. And uh, just to show you, when Socket had 111, Pawtucket had 109 last week. And when Socket's cumulative is 5,500, Pawtucket's cumulative is 11,200. So there you go with those numbers. We're going to grab um, another call and then um, get uh, to another topic, too. Hello there. What do you want to talk about?
2: I'd like to talk about the fiasco with the um, vice president visiting. Huh. Yesterday, unbeknown to us, coming back from Tufts University, um, uh, about, I'd say it was about 11, 11 o'clock, um, decided my daughter was surprised for me to go to this little place on Service Ave, family-owned breakfast place. While getting there, as we came into Providence, there were state troopers, everybody had, you know, the bubbles going, uh, you had Providence police, we finally get there, um, Then trying to get back onto 95, traffic was backed up everywhere. And I said, maybe there's a big accident. And looking around, and there was a um, Providence policeman there. I said, what's going on? Are there a lot of people hurt because there's helicopters above? It was her visiting. I'd like to know, number one, what did it cost us for that little visit? Number two, where are priorities? We're told priorities. It's a tough time. Why wasn't she at the border instead of grandstanding in Providence? She I does, was angry. She it does It took me every longer day. to get out of Thurber Street to North Smithfield uh-huh. than it did to leave Boston and get to the fiasco.
4: Uh-huh.
2: We we did it in, what, not even 80 minutes. No traffic. were coming in. People are driving like they're not insane. People have to make... Trucks were making U-turns on Thurber to try to get out of it. We ended up going like through... Warwick, complete other way to get home. It took longer to get out from Thurbers to North Smithfield than it did to Boston, just getting into Providence. I'd like, but all the the state, Rhode Island state troopers, Providence police, let me tell you, they should preach, they should practice what they preach, because it had to cost a few bucks.
1: Right, but what what, what is... Uh, what what would should be you know I don't I don't care for Vice President Harris. It's on my list of things, but she is the Vice President of the United States. Mister Pence did the same thing yeah, every day too. Yeah, and I mean, what's really tough is when. Uh, you know, not so much Trump, but just in general, any president goes to New York City, they they just shut it down. I I, I knew that Vice President Harris was coming; it wasn't a secret, so I avoided the highways because they will shut down the highways. They'll the police will block all the ramps and you know and and, and protect her. I, I had heard from um, Attorney Amy Stratton had told me about um, her her office is right in Richmond Square, and they they had helicopters above her office, Absolutely. and they had. Um, they had uh, um, gunboats for the um, for the Coast Guard, and that, that's that's just that's just what we do. And I don't care for her at all. I don't care for Biden, but they have to be protected, and that's just the way we do things.
2: Well, I think the time should have been better spent somewhere else. Well, don't worry, because she's
0: somewhere else today doing the same thing, because she's, she's doing a national tour. <laughs> Thank you for your call. Okay. Bye-bye. One more call, and then another topic. Hello there. Thank you for calling the Upfront program.
5: Morning, guys. Hey, I wanted to get your thoughts on something. Now, I, I don't know if you guys heard about this um, yet, so if you didn't, I'll just give you a heads up. So I, <clears throat> I read a, an article that was, to me, it was very interesting, and it was about one political party, the Republican Party, benefiting from the census. Um, I don't have all the und- details. I, I, I don't recall all the details. But for the most part, um, they said that the Republicans were probably going to pick up five seats from the census. Mm-hmm. Caught because the census changed, because people are moving from New York. They're moving from California. They're moving um, from other blue states. They're moving to red states like Texas and they're, uh, in Florida. And not only that, but. The businesses are moving. The employees are following the businesses because it's a beneficial. It's beneficial to the employees and the business because it's just a friendlier business climate. Um, I, I think I just hope that the Democrat Party looks inward and says, "Look, why are people moving from our states? Why are they moving from our school districts? If we're so wonderful." Why does everyone try to get away from us? Now, I get it. They're running the House. I get it. They have the White House. I get all that. I'm saying so. Don't get me wrong. There's tens of millions of Americans who are on board with the Democrat agenda. But again, I think you've got to look at it from a different lens and say, if everybody loves us so much, why are they moving to get away from us?
1: There's no question. So I'm not sure if that was a question. But but yes, it's a fact that the Republicans uh, picked up some seats. And, you know, we did not lose a seat here in Rhode Island by some miracle. And uh, we do have. I don't think it was a miracle. Well, you, th- you think the fix was in? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think we picked up. We picked up voters uh, that uh, weren't really eligible to be voters. Oh
1: no, I, I, I agree. I guess I implied that, yeah. and you said it more directly, which uh, which I agree. So yes, I mean you, you look at people in New York. You know, you're looking at fifteen percent uh, if you live in New York City between the state and uh, New York City taxes and you've got people like Carl Icahn who I've got great respect for. He moved his whole team to Miami. He had enough. You know, people made millions of dollars and New York City's got to be careful. Without Wall Street, they would crumble. You've got a bunch of people who are taking limousines, paying for the infrastructure for everyone else to take the subways. So yeah, you you think about that and yeah, I thought about, you know, not the, not the, contradict myself i was thinking about harris i mean i'm very disappointed that somebody like that could be vice president we have to respect the position but biden chose her and the american people doubled down by voting for him i think there's going to be a, a landslide in 2022 uh for both the senate and the house and i think people will start realizing it but you know anytime we get somebody i'm going to talk about a, an important bill that's going uh, after the break i'm going to talk about an important bill for Rhode island and if we don't Pass we, we can't even get out of our own way. So, yeah, um, I think there, there will be an awakening and there will be an issue. And, of course, that's why the Democrats quickly, while they have this limited power, they want to make Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico states so they can pick up two senators and representatives because otherwise they're going to cede power in 2022, I'm confident.
5: I'll, I'll tell you a personal story. Um, back about thir- 12, 13 years ago, um I was going through uh, sort of a a low point in my life and uh, I realized that a lot of my friends weren't returning my phone calls and text messages and I looked inward and I said there's something wrong and I had to, I I needed to go and uh, get some help and I got the help I needed and 13 years later me and my friends are tighter than we've ever been, you know. I just think that the Democrats should look at that and look at a person like a little story like that and say, hey, look, why is everyone moving away from us? I don't know. That's just what I thought about when I thought. I mean, think about it. If you sit down and everyone gets up and walks away, there's a problem there. So,
1: But but again, I'll leave leave you with this. The, The problem with the Democrats, the liberals, is it's very, very difficult to debate the issues when you don't have a belief system. You know. They'll go back to Roe uh, v. Wade, 1973, and say, My body, my rights. Yet those same individuals want to force every American, whether it's healthy of them or not, to take a vaccine because it makes them feel good about themselves. So when you don't apply the same logic consistently, you're going to have problems. And that's what they're having right now. There are women who are being fired from their jobs who did not take the vaccine because it was going to cause a problem in their pregnancy, yet the the liberals are saying we don't care, yet if you want to abort a baby eight eight months, you're okay. It's very difficult for the liberals to debate issues because they don't have a belief system. Thanks for the call.
0: Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You are on the Upfront program on WMRI. Back in a moment, after this message. We've been telling
5: you about Glow's tax service, conveniently located within Interiors by Glow at 275 Social Street here in Woonsocket. If you have not filed your taxes for 2020, the May 17 deadline is fast approaching. Call Glow at 401-766-0106 to schedule an appointment today. Did you receive both stimulus checks in 2020 by direct deposit? Filing a tax return can help you get your money faster with direct deposit. Talk with Glow; she will help. you understand your options depending on your personal situation glow is willing to help you file your tax return for seventy five dollars that's a rate well below the average cost so call glow today at 401-766-0106 to schedule your appointment that number again 401-766-0106
1: inside dining available or your favorite pickup order to go from grumpy's restaurant bellingham Open seven days a week for a full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood to Italian dishes and tasty pizzas. Getting hungry? Well, come on in today and enjoy the friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for pickup orders or place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's, 190 Pulaski Boulevard in Bellingham. Grubhub delivery available. Open daily at 4 p.m.
0: 8830101 is the number to call for uh, Mother's Day reservations at Grumpy's right there in South Bellingham, Massachusetts. Brian and the staff will be more than happy to sign you up for our Mother's Day reservation and enjoy some of the great things from our menu at Grumpy's. All right. Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery in North Smithfield. And they have a nice Mother's Day menu. We're going to mention a few items from the menu. Now, remember, you can pick them up uh, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday, but you have to pre-order them. So call today, or um, uh, the easiest part to do, because I was on their website yesterday, rightsdairyfarm.com. It's so easy to order everything and pay for it, and then uh, you um, you just go curbside and pick it up. Now, what do we have? We've got uh, chocolate-dipped strawberries, assorted chocolate um, dipped in berries. You can get it in boxes of three or six. We have sandwich cookies, uh, boxes six, sandwich cookies in three flavors, raspberry, Italian, chocolate ganache filled, and lemon coconut. And the third item that we're spotlighting, ice cream sandwich box which is uh, four gourmet ice cream sandwiches, including chocolate chip, oatmeal, peanut butter, lemon raspberry, and chocolate orange. Order online from Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery. And where are they? They're in North Smithfield. And you just uh, order online and just go there and pick it up and you're in business.
5: You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now,
4: let's get back to the panel.
0: And pick up at uh, Wright's uh, Dairy Farm and Bakery is uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Remember to pre-order today or tomorrow. Good morning, Mr. Boulay. What do you have?
1: Good morning. Um, As I, I say often, I'm very disappointed who the president and the vice president are and who the American people chose. But they are the president, vice president, and I don't mind paying taxes to protect them. I wanted to tie something that you like into something that I care about, and I think most people do, is presidential safety. Do you know where all the presidents stay when they go to New York City for safety reasons? At the Trump headquarters? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's when they want to be spied upon. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the United Nations? No, the Waldorf Historia. Really? All right. And you know why? I don't know why. Because there's an underground train station right there. Uh So if they need to get the president out uh, and the the roads are impassable or they can't fly him out by helicopter, they can take he or she out. They can take them through uh, the railroad out out of Manhattan. All right. Uh, A little fact I didn't know. Well, it's trains, and I figured, you know. <laughs> you figured I'd be interested. And I, and I have to mention, you must have gotten so many comments. I go out of my way to always read your column. Um, every time you take a trip and it's a Musaka call, you outdid yourself. That was uh, fantastic. We
0: had a nice trip uh, to the Henry Ford Museum. Put a little train in there, a little plane, and a little bus, besides a lot of walking. And some automobile. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah but <laughs> I saw a lot of cars. All right, let's uh, grab some more phone calls here on the Upfront program. Your comments, please.
6: Okay, three things. Laura order, Tim Scott, and masks. The first, uh, I'd, I'd like to say, I, I, you know, I watch TV and listen to the radio at the same time. I use, am I on?
1: Yes, you are. Yeah, yeah. We're, listening, we're, we're listening to every uh, word with bated breath. We don't interrupt people.
6: Uh, okay, I'm, I'm trying to go fast. I, I put closed captioning on a lot. So um, today, the, early this morning, the uh, episode was season 19, episode 1. It aired on November 4th, 2008. It revolved around a group of people, uh, two groups who fought in, I believe, Central Park, and in the process, uh, an innocent bystander died. And they were charged with domestic terrorism. And I thought to myself, (laughs) somebody in the Biden White House or in the Democrat National Committee, they're watching old episodes because they built the um, false so-called riot at the Capitol building um, almost based on this episode. My question is still... Who told the Capitol Police to stand down? It was either the mayor of D.C. or Nancy Pelosi. And I haven't looked it up, I confess. I'm busy doing other things. So anyway, for those of you who like to do that kind of thing, Law and Order, that episode, they finally gave them a plea deal, um, but they were they were showing a lesson not to go against the civil government. Um I don't know if you people uh, heard about this, but the chairman of the Texas Democrat committee called Senator Tim Scott, who is a black senator from South Carolina, and gave the GOP response an Oreo. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that... we, you people, as leaders on the radio and callers, have talked about is the hypocrisy of the Democrat Party. I don't believe it's hypocrisy. I believe it's deliberate um, uh, newspeak, I think they called it in 1984. They don't care about that. They will say anything and confuse anyone. And the last thing I wanted to talk about was masks. Cake the Don masks off the kids it's unhealthy it's unnecessary teachers with common sense and I think I did in regard to um, uh, cleanliness there was always a, a, a spray can of Lysol in my classroom. There was always a big stack of napkins, which I used as Kleenex. If a kid needed to blow his or her nose, they were free to come up to my desk, take a napkin, blow their nose in it, and throw it in the waste basket. Um, and just spray open windows. Use common sense. Thank you for the time. I hope I was fast. You
0: were fast. You were
1: fast. fast and Thank terrific. you. Thank I, you. Appreciate it. No, no. It's one of one of the things, too, is if if you're fair, you think about Trump, and I was thinking about this this morning. I was on my way up, is that he was consistent. He believed he had his belief system, and I really believe, as obnoxious as he could be, that his first and foremost concern was American, the American people. When you listen to uh, Vice President Harris yesterday in Biden, they have no belief system. They're just going to say what they need to say to get elected, and you can see it over the 50-plus years that Biden... Uh, has a has a track record, and you can see it in Harris and and as Attorney General and Senator, she's not that sharp. God help us if when something happens to Biden. So yeah, there is inconsistency, incons- and if you listen to Harris yesterday, they want to take care of us from cradle to grave. They want. No, no American ingenuity and the things that protect us with the Constitution, they want to laugh at and, and, and ridicule and, and work around with the FISA courts and and do things that do not support the American way. Time for another call.
0: Just press the magic button and say hello to you. Your comments, please.
4: Is that a magic button you said you were pushing? Magic, yes. Well, Good morning, gentlemen.
1: Yeah. Good morning. I
4: uh, I, uh,
1: what do you want to talk I to
4: us an about? Is, I read an article in this morning's paper about the city council being frustrated. I thought I'd give a call and express my frustration.
0: Okay. For all ears. Uh, Frustrate. Uh,
4: and I, 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 I happened to listen to the mayor on yesterday's show, and I read the article in this morning's paper, and it is the most amazing two-step I've ever seen for a person who wants to find any reason possible that she can to make the council look like the bad guy in all things. Yesterday, she made a sound as if in her conversations with the governor's office, she had no idea someone would be coming to city hall. And yet on Thursday, it showed up on the agenda. And on Friday, her secretary contacted the clerk's office and asked about whether how that person would be expected to, to um, have their communication with the city and the council president. Uh, informed the clerk that it was every, we had every intention of having this person actually appear at the meeting in person in Harris Hall. And so what the mayor said yesterday was a, a one of the things she does so well was she twists words so that she can say that she didn't say something that we say she knew about, but she didn't say she didn't know about it. She just said the governor's office never told
0: her Sir, about Are you calling her a liar? Uh, can we get to the bottom line here of uh, that uh, thought? <laughs>
4: Sure. Why not? Okay. Um, and and so it's it's a lie by by exception rather than by statement. All right. Um, it's what she failed to say that would have told you the truth about what happened. And the fact of the matter is, the city council meetings are not governed by the by the mayor. And I'm frankly tired of this nonsense about
2: mm-hmm.
4: how does she put it in the. And she's quoted in the paper saying, this is something that's in the forefront of our minds, but we have to take into account the health and well-being of the employees of City Hall, too, she said. Let's not make this about politics, please. Everything this woman does is about politics.
0: So let me summarize here. What concern
4: does she have about the health and welfare of the employees of City Hall when none of them are there when we're holding our meetings?
0: So let me summarize. (laughs) Um, So uh, uh, what she answered yesterday um, on the program Was um, shall we say inaccurate and wasn't complete, and she did know about it ahead of time, and uh, and uh, she uh, actually she claimed that she didn't. So uh, and
4: and then she deflects the blame off to the to the uh, fire chief as our (coughs) as our emergency management officer who has who is the ones that truly are making the decisions about reopening City Hall, as though she has no say in the matter. I feel
0: bad for Mr. Gillette that he had to do that.
4: uh, Give me a break. As they say. They're not doing anything the mayor's not ordering. The fact is, I work in a town of Lincoln that has had their town hall open Mm -hmm. fully, except for the vault that is a very enclosed space, since May, almost one year now since may of 2020 the doors have been unlocked and the yeah. only requirement is we've got the shields up the employees are protected and the people coming in the building have to wear masks and we do it right and nobody has caught any covid-19 from people coming into town hall
0: anything else for us? i don't
4: i don't know why city hall has to take an extra year and she's talking about phasing it in before july well the fact is the council meetings are not city count city hall business they are city council meetings And that is covered by the uh, allowed number of people in the room. And I have every intention of insisting, if not by ordinance, then repeal of the emergency declarations that she has signed to be so that they'll be in conformity with the regulations that are in place now so that we can open up the hall and allow a limited audience and allow public comment and allow people that don't have to come testify before us to testify before us because there are no other City Hall employees in that building except for a custodian. And there's no reason to have people prevented from attending the meetings and participating. This was all done. as just her way, again, to control the situation and make it seem as if somehow the council was being political, when in fact it is nothing more than the standard mayor being political. That's how she works. I know people love her, but it's very frustrating trying to get something accomplished when you have somebody who is, at every moment, Working to find a way to trip you up or cause something to be blamed on you, and I, I think you will find that many of our council colleagues uh, will share that same frustration with this mayor. Um, it's 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 just unbearable at times, and to to insult the governor's office representative. And and by the way, she claimed that it would have been a violation of the open meetings act if this this specific per- person did not show up. If the other person shows up to let that other person speak would have been an open meeting violation. Well, that's not true at all because the communication was was less about the person and more about the fact that it was described in the agenda as a, discuss, a request to discuss the Rhode Island Relief Grant Program and the Paytech, Paycheck Protection Program. So if anyone came in saying, I'm speaking, I'm here on behalf of the governor and Mr. Avila uh, to address these issues, there would have been no violation of the open meetings law. It's just another one of those... Curve balls. The mayor loves to, 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 to throw at things, to confuse the issues, and speak about things that aren't, in fact, true.
1: Well, I, I've got the Rhode Island Attorney General coming up in a couple of weeks, and I'll, I'll ask them specifically about the open meeting laws because it, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I was more disappointed, and I wanted your opinion about another front-page story that was on Tuesday, May 4th, in the mix. New York firm to rehab Burnham. Mills for mixed-use development. I I read the article. I'm I'm trying to tie. What what did the administration do to to make this happen? To warrant this? Um, Because Uh, because the the mayor. Yeah, because the the mayor wills make comments. Well, nobody wants to do business in Woonsocket because of the political environment, and. yeah, yeah, but based on what I'm reading, is why why does why does the call play into this? And that's, that's an issue I can take up with them. But more importantly, why is there a picture of somebody who had nothing to do with what happened? It was a private, it was a private transaction. If I was to develop, I'm looking at that. What, what the heck? You know, you know. Well,
4: I I, I don't know. I, I suspect that there's there's some language, and I didn't read the entirety of the article, but I suspect there's got to be some language that speaks to the fact. And I think the mayor mentioned it yesterday on the show. That her administration has been working on this this for years to try to get, to get, finally get somebody who would be interested in moving into that area and developing that property. So I'm sure it all had, you know, the person, whoever this is from New York, would never have known that it was there without the mayor and the administration working on finding them and bringing it to their attention, if you ask her. I don't know what would happen if you ask the actual guy that's looking to invest. Hmm. I think we
1: get it. We get. Thanks, and uh, it's 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 disappointing. It it was unnecessary. It was tweaked. I feel like the city council gets tweaked, and the city council doesn't respond. And you know, and we we've talked about this privately and publicly. We got forty million dollars coming in. I'm sick as a current. Soccer resident, I'm sick of being a distressed community. What we do with this? If we've got to work around the mayor to get us stop being a distressed community and get us to the next level with the disproportionate amount of money we got, we got to do what we got to do to move with socket forward. Thank you, Cole. thanks well, a lot. First thing
4: we got to do is get the mayor to put a put a budget before the council in the timeline required by the charter. And it looks like she's trying to avoid doing that too. So only God knows what's going to happen after it goes through her mind. Thank you, well, you gentlemen. Have a good day. Thanks for the call. All
0: right. Thank you. That was just for the record vice president of the council john ward one more call here before we bring up another topic hello there hi, hi. good
7: morning um i was listening to several um news stations this morning and only um uh, fox brought up the brought up the real issue they're talking about how trump was banned from facebook for another six months We yeah. follow that
4: mm-hmm. we follow it
7: okay But I want to put it in perspective. Now, I know for a fact that people have asked you to ban Bob from Pawtucket from talking on the station. But, see, when it went to Trump, it went further than that. Because imagine WNRI coming, being on the station with Bob from Pawtucket. And then WPROAM and WHHA send troops, armed troops, down to WNRI And they say, you know, we're not going to let Bob talk on your station either. We're going to disconnect your AC power feed, and we're going to disconnect your antenna. You're done. Because when they they took Trump off Facebook and Twitter, Parler said, said, we're here, and they shut him down. So it's a little bit further than this. They wouldn't let him talk. They insisted and used their powers and monopoly to make it so... No one could let it talk. And I didn't see that really being brought up. This isn't about one private business saying we're not putting him on. This isn't about one private business co- conspiring with other ones Say not only are we not putting him on, we're not going to let anyone else put him on either.
1: Oh, oh no, and- the, 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 the hypocrisy and, and the um, the aggressiveness of, of Twitter and, and Facebook. All, the only thing you can, you can do is... When I, when I think of Facebook, I think of MySpace.com that's gone. And Twitter is is going to be is hurting because there are many people on Twitter, including myself. The only reason I was on Twitter was to have access to the President of the United States' tweets. So I'm hoping that they'll develop something and push them in such a situation that um, you'll have a problem. Just like uh, EasyGo and Club Car. EasyGo and Club Car was started by two uh, Two brothers, and what happened is that they had a falling out. So the other one started Club Car, and it's been a pain in the other one's butt for years and years. So I'm hoping the president, the capital he has, and uh, Lindell and all these people create their own their own stations, their own stuff to compete with it and put them out of business. I I, I absolutely believe that.
7: And I and I hope they do. But I just wanted to mention it. It was funny how even like um, Gene Valentin was talking about it. He didn't bring up the idea that they actually put parlor out of business and i think that's really the big issue is not just they don't want oh they're a private company they're not a private company they're a private company going out putting other companies out of
1: business there's a little bit more yeah see our issue here at wnri if we were to in fact ban you from calling in we could not take the ratings hit so we have a vested interest in having you call in
7: Thank you, uh, and it. it I, I'm just saying, it's amazing that they kind of miss facts like that. Hey, you know, uh, the fact that they banned him from other places—that you you you, you want to open up and compete, well, we're not going to let you compete. Heck with you. That that's really the biggest problem, and that's where I see where they they probably violated a few laws there, and they really need to be punished for Thank
1: it. Thank you. I agree that's why i don't take, i don't take facebook too seriously i put on pictures of me golfing and, and my shih tzu libby and that's that's about it it's it's a joke mothers day at river falls
0: here's the telephone number to make a reservation 235-9026 as a matter of fact you can use that telephone number to make a reservation anytime 235-9026 tonight um, they have uh, the seafood um, with uh, all the all the shrimp you want for 15.95 and a nice Mother's Day menu this coming Sunday for Mother's Day. Open all weekend long. Where River Falls here in Woonsocket, the Mother's Day menu um, is um, available to uh, take a peek at, and the number to call to make the reservation: two thirty-five ninety twenty-six. Before we hit another uh, phone call, do you have another topic you'd like to introduce, uh, Mr.
1: Uh, Boulet? Well, I missed this yesterday. It was brought to my attention. There's an opinion piece in the Providence Journal. Opinion, uh, Senator Murray and Senator Alcetel. Don't know how to pronounce that name. Well, I'm going to use... I know Murray how to pronounce her name. Yes. Um, Tax hike on wealthiest 1%... Is Rhode Island's investment in, in, in Rhode Island's future? It, it just—I read it quickly. It, it, it's silly. It, it's people who don't have any skin in the game, who want to destroy Rhode Island, and they want the wealthy people to to leave. And there's actually uh, a bill that's being uh, put forth by Bob Phillips, and despite what the governor says. Um, And maybe he was caught off guard. But right now, Rhode Island estate tax is $1.6 million. So if you have a $4 million estate, you're going to pay taxes on $2.4 million. We are one of only three states in the country that it's that low on the federal side is twenty three million dollars per couple and uh... bob has put forth a bill that's going to be heard by the house finance committee today to bring up to two and a half million and bring up to five million dollars that's one of the most important bills the twenty to twenty five million dollars that we get from the estate tax is the most dumb dumbest money that we get and it's just killing our state i do not go by one day without talking to three or four clients who used to be in Rhode Island, who now live in Florida, who fortunately are still my clients. They don't get it. They don't get what the, the damage that they're doing, and there's no talking to them. They can pick up and leave anytime they want. They have no skin in the game. They don't have property. They don't have a business, a viable business, and they're going to destroy Rhode Island with this kind of stuff.
0: It's been a busy morning on the show. We have callers waiting. We'll be able to feed, put in at least one more call, at least get that topic on the table. Hello, what did you want to talk about?
3: Hi, gentlemen. Hi, Chris. Uh, I was I was wondering uh, the stock market channel is reporting that uh, on numerous programs there that China is uh, developing its own uh, digital currency and will be rolled out this fall. Uh, how will the world World Bank uh, respond to this, Chris? And uh, what are your thoughts on it?
1: Well, my thoughts are general regarding digital currency because you you got some of the most powerful people in the world who are against it. And if you get burned on digital currency, like Bitcoin is like $55,000, if you get burned, you've been warned. Digital currency for the most part, has no backing. You don't have a fired country backing the money. So, therefore, if it goes from 50000 to 5000 who are you going to vote out for a situation in Venezuela where the money is useless or right after World War I in Germany where the Dutch mock, you're going around wheelbarrows to buy a loaf of bread? There's no... There's there's nothing anyone can do. So I, I don't what? think digital cu- currency is the future. I think their ability to have unique codes uh, has some value because every code in Bitcoin or whatever has a unique transaction that has viability to the banking system. But I don't see anyone having a lot of... Go, hey, go, go ahead. We're out of time,
3: Dick. <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> what was that?
1: Why, why is China rolling this out? And well, Ro- Roger, Rogers gave me the eye, so why don't we pick it up Tuesday morning and, and be the first caller in, and we'll, we'll discuss it. Yeah, thank you. Th- right, th- thanks a lot. We always All appreciate thank, your call. Thank you, Chris, thank you, for
0: uh, joining us on the Bye. Upfront program. We had other callers waiting. It's just been a busy morning. I think uh, people are restless out there, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on, and people are not very happy. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye, everybody.
1: This has been WNRI's Upfront. Presented
0: weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Up front is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI One Socket.